Welcome to More Impact. For the next 20 minutes or so, I hope to inspire you to step up and make more impact in every part of your life. I'm Deborah Ogden, and for over 15 years, I've been working with clients to step up and stand out with a powerful personal brand. Through this podcast, I want to bring you ideas and inspiration to allow you to do the same. Hello, how are you? Hope you have had a super week. I am recording this and I apologise if I sound a little bit nasally. I've had this dreadful cold that so many people have had and my throat is struggling so I will soldier on as long as I can but this week's episode may be a little shorter than usual. Let's see how we go. Um, I hope you've had a super week. I've had quite an an interesting and exciting week actually. I think I might have said on last week's podcast on the Friday evening I went into Leeds which is something I haven't done for many many years and celebrated 20 years in business with one of my good friends Paul Dodd and he's done all my branding and has been part of my network right from the word go really and there were, it was wonderful to see so many people in the room and I just felt really blessed at the people that I have around me. Most of us that were in the room all met about probably about 10 years ago, maybe even more, maybe 12 years ago at a network called BIY Business in Yorkshire and even though that's no longer going the core people, and there were about probably 10 of us that all met at that, including Debbie, my accountant, we are all still in contact today, which I think says so much for the network in the first place and bringing us all together. I do wonder if it was that we were all at a certain time within our businesses, um, but virtually everybody within that network, within that group of people, I know I could call upon and ask for their support and they would be there for me and vice versa. So I don't take that for granted. And then just talking about old friends, on Sunday I met up with some of my, I was going to say uni friends, but I was quickly they quickly pointed out that it was actually Trent Polly when we were there. It wasn't Nottingham Trent University. And um, yeah, my best pal, my best friend in the world, Jilly, she came up from London and we shared a flat and lived in halls of residence with four guys that were on building. And we, I have seen a couple of them since at weddings and sadly funerals, but... Um, two of them I'd not seen for 33 years and oh the conversation was just like it was all those years ago all the laughs and all the reminiscing and yes we all had to get our reading glasses out and there may have been a few more grey hairs but the clock just was turned back in an instant it was super and I can be quite introverted at times and I certainly recharge my batteries on my own um, 
or certainly, you know, with family. Uh, but there is something very special about having people around you and people that know you well and that sense of community. So that got me thinking as well. And then the other thing that I just wanted to share, I attended, I mean, for somebody that never goes out in the week, I've had quite a week of it, but um, I was invited as a guest to the SmartWorks Fashion as a Force for Good ball or party or dinner, whatever you want to call it. It was an award ceremony as well. And what a fabulous, fabulous evening. It's a charity that does have a sort of, I have a soft spot for, it won't surprise you when, if you haven't looked it up, if you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's a, an incredibly powerful charity and it ticks all the boxes for me. It's about providing clothing and coaching for women who are going for interview, for um, applying for jobs, who don't have the right clothes or the right support perhaps have been through domestic violence whatever their circumstances smart works empowers them supports them and you can donate your clothes and they ask you to donate clothes not the sort of thing that will go to the charity shop necessarily but things that have served you well that are still in really good condition that other women can feel fabulous in and I've talked on here not that long ago about the empowerment that clothes can give us and enclothe cognition. But there were some women speaking on the night about how they had had an outfit donated to them and how they had had some confidence coaching and they had gone on and secured the job. So... It ticks so many boxes, doesn't it? Yes, the power of clothes, but just giving women that confidence, but also empowering them to go out there and get the job themselves. And it was also just a super night. So many people in the room that I knew. A very sparkly evening. I'd raided uh, my best pal's wardrobe because I felt that it was important that it was sustainable, so borrowed a fabulous gold sequin jumpsuit offer that I absolutely loved and there were some really fabulous outfits in the room and I think at times the hosts um, were struggling to keep people quiet during the awards because there was just such a chatter and excitement in the room. So one of the things though I just I'm always looking for inspiration for this podcast and actually it came from a post that was talking about this very event and I was looking at the uh, I was looking at LinkedIn the next day and I noticed a LinkedIn post from the lovely uh, Rushmi Dubey and Rushmi is a lawyer and today I just want to talk about how we use our language and how powerful language is and how we should mind our language, especially our self-talk. And I noticed that Rushmi describes herself as a puzzle solver and even more endearing to me was the fact that it says hashtag human lawyer 
And both of those things are far more compelling than solicitor or lawyer. And I'm often saying to people when they're looking at their LinkedIn profile, make it compelling, make me want to read further, make yourself stand out. And Rushmi certainly had. But in her post, she was talking about um, attending the SmartWorks dinner and she said, in a week, in an efficient week, and she'd use the word efficient and in brackets she'd put, I don't like to use the word busy. And this got me thinking because it's something that I often hear in clients. They'll say, oh, I'm so busy. And it virtually becomes a self-professing, I've got my words wrong there, you know what I'm trying to say, it it becomes self-professing, that is the right word isn't it, I don't know, Um, I tell you I'm not on my A game today but you know what I'm trying to say and we use words like I'm overwhelmed or I'm just so busy or I lack confidence or I'm not very good at. And this self-talk, the power of the language we use on our mindset and therefore on our performance is so profound. You know, language is a tool for communication and self-expression, but it also shapes our thoughts. And we have to be so careful And so aware of the words that we are using, the language we are using, particularly in our self-talk. And I thought Rushmi's post about using the word an efficient week rather than a busy week is a very different spin and a reframe on the way she is showing up. And yes, she is busy, but she is efficient and I often say to myself if I am journaling in a morning and I look at my diary and I think my goodness there's a lot in there today but I I approach it with gratitude and think well you know I can cope, I can do this, yes I'll be efficient about it, yes I will plan it but I don't, I do try and avoid the word I'm too busy or I'm overwhelmed and I put pick up clients on it as well. You know, it is so crucial in um, language has played such a crucial role in influencing our mindset, you know, which in turn affects our performance. In the way we speak to ourselves, our self-talk is the most powerful language we use. And of course, that significantly impacts on our mindset. If we use positive and empowering language, then we can boost our confidence and our motivation and that of those around us. But on the other hand, negative self-talk can create self-doubt and create thoughts that aren't as helpful that will hold us back. So just using the example of being busy or overwhelmed. When you say I'm overwhelmed, you're not just describing a feeling, you're actually shaping your experience and you're influencing your mindset, you're framing it in a certain way. And this is this is called cognitive reinforcement. When we repeated, repeatedly express feelings of being overwhelmed or busy you reinforce that thought pattern in your mind 
And then your brain starts to recognize it and repeat it and solidify this as virtually as a recurring state. And therefore, it influences your perception of different situations. We start looking for that busyness. We start looking for that overwhelm. And they virtually become a comfort blanket for us. It becomes part of our identity. I've talked about this before. In a positive way, we can make habits part of our identity, but in in a good way, but also how, and I was having a conversation with a new client on this on Friday about imposter syndrome, how I have such an issue with it when we own it as part of our identity rather than just seeing it as a thought and something that crops up in certain situations. So we just have to be so, so careful with the language that we use. You know, I'm somebody who I have imposter syndrome rather than every now and again, I lack confidence in certain situations. There's a very big difference between those two examples. One, you're owning it and making it part of who you are. And you will always go seeking evidence to back that up. And you will find evidence to back up these thoughts. I'm not confident. I'm not very good. I often get, I'm not very good at public speaking. And that will probably come from an experience when you were younger. Maybe you've stood up to speak in class and somebody's made fun of you or a teacher has um, knocked you down or undermined you, undermined your confidence And these are thoughts that we play time and time again. And these become limiting beliefs. You know, the phrase I'm overwhelmed or I'm not confident can contribute to the formation of these limiting beliefs, making it seem like these are challenges that are insurmountable because they've become part of who we are. And this in turn may lead to a negative outlook on your ability to cope with certain tasks or certain situations. So we have to be very careful how we own these phrases. They start to impact on our behaviour. I mean, the language we use always influences our behaviour. If you consistently verbalise being overwhelmed then it may well lead to avoiding certain um, tasks. So you will start to procrastinate. You know, you will start to use avoidance behaviours because you feel so overwhelmed. You don't know where to start and you feel that sense of paralysis. You know what I mean by that? And if I get into that situation, I don't know about you, but the first thing I have to do is write a list. I have to get it out of my head and onto paper. And once I've got it on paper, then I know that I can't forget it. And then I start to work through it then. And all of a sudden, I feel far more in control of the situation and I can start to change my language around it. And then I think also, if we are constantly stating that we are 
lacking in confidence or we have imposter syndrome or we're overwhelmed or we're too busy. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, definitely. I think we start to... We state that we're overwhelmed and then this contributes to our beliefs and our language and our words which influence our actions and we look for evidence to back it up and then that leads to behaviours that align with that state of or that perceived state of being overwhelmed. So yeah, it's tricky ground when we start when we aren't aware and we're not intentional with our language. So I suppose my challenge to you is to just try and listen to the words that you are using and question them and question the thoughts that that language is bringing to mind. I have a coach and she says, the most powerful words in the English language are I am because that becomes part of our identity. Those stories we tell ourselves about our experiences contribute to our identity and our sense of self and we can construct a positive narrative through language and shape a resilient self-identity one that's empowered, which will help us when we approach challenges and, and setbacks. But also that negative language will reinforce our negative thoughts and actions. So I am someone who is confident. I am someone who is organised and can deal with a busy schedule is far better than I am busy, I am overwhelmed. So this week, just try and catch yourself and try and reframe your language. And it may be that you can't go from I am overwhelmed to I've got everything in order in one thought. But maybe you can say rather than I am overwhelmed, Okay, I have a lot on my plate, but I can prioritise and take this one step at a time. And all of a sudden, that's a much more positive way of approaching the situation. And then once you've got used to that, you can say, I'm improving in managing my time. And we can start to build on that and your thoughts will start to improve. And of course, our thoughts then impact on our behaviours, which impact on our performance. So think about this this week. Choose the language. I mean, I haven't even touched on the language we use with other people. That's a different conversation altogether, isn't it? But think about your self-talk and... You know, I've had to do it today. I felt rubbish when I woke up this morning. But I could have carried on telling myself I felt rubbish. And, you know, I would have felt worse about it. And I would have ended up spiralling into feeling dreadful all day. But instead, 
what I did was, well, I don't feel great. I'm not going to take on any ambitious tasks today, but there are plenty of things I can get done that I can just crack on with while I am in the house and looking after myself. So that's my challenge for you this week. Talk to yourself kindly. What do they say? Talk to yourself like you would your best friend. Be kind, be encouraging, be supportive. And let's see what impact that has on your performance. I'll see you next week. Feeling inspired? If you'd like to know more, please visit my website at deborahogden.com where you can download your own personal brand action plan. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to subscribe and share the podcast with your network. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.